Okay, so we're ready to segue into your third pregnancy and birth adventure, and which is, right, like Amy said, the baby <laughs> that brought us all together. And there's actually a very specific piece here um, that's also related to what we were talking about regarding nursing while pregnant, um, sort of anyways, and, and the kind of miscarriage element that we had talked about. Because um, I have a question for you, actually, Caitlin. So yeah. I know, um, you know, when we met was actually, you know, like you mentioned, you had been having some Braxton Hicks sometimes that felt a little stronger and you had to check in like, okay, well, did I drink enough? Did I rest? Did I do too much, et cetera. But there was actually one point where they were strong and consistent enough to where you thought this might actually be a miscarriage. Um, so I'm, my question is after that point, uh, and we can talk about that story too, but after that point, did you continue nursing or, you know, how did, what was your thought process after that regarding nursing? Um, if you felt like that even had anything to do with that particular experience that day. Um, so here, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the story up to that point real fast. And then I'll, yeah, I'll, please. I'll, I'll talk about that. Perfect. Um, so we had like, no idea that we were pregnant. I had only had one, um, one, um, period since Noel was born at, I think he was like 13 months that his, that my period came back after he was born. And we had no idea that we were pregnant until all of a sudden it had been like 60 days since my period had come. Like, is it going to come? maybe I'm pregnant. And then all of a sudden, the maybe was like, yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are pregnant. So um, we knew we wanted to have another home birth. And we started looking into different midwives. And Jamie was one of the midwives that we interviewed. And we absolutely just fell in love. It was connection mm. at first sight. <laughs> oh, I feel the same. I feel the same. This, <laughs> this, this hippie walked into our house with these glasses, like the size of dinner plate on both eyes. And <laughs> she, and you had this big blonde um, braid in down one shoulder I think at that point you still had, you had green or yellow in it too, but whatever. But yes. Maya, <laughs> Maya goes, Maya goes, oh my gosh, it's Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you just, you sat there and you played with both kids and you answered all of our questions and you just felt at home in our home even though it wasn't like you were it was the very first time you'd ever even stepped in the door like we just knew we knew that it was the right it was the right one for us so I agree we had a very comfortable meeting it was very yeah. lovely <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. amazing so um we we just did like the little interview stuff and then you were like just 
call me back if you like want to set up an actual appointment. I can come back in a few days and we can just see what we find for the baby because we had no idea like how far along we were or what we were doing <laughs> with that. So she left and I was like, well, that's the one. That's the one. And Robert was Aww. like, I agree. <laughs> So (laughs) we did. We called her back and you came and like checked on the baby's heartbeat and got the baby right away. And I just, I just love you. There's just so gentle, like talking. I know. (laughs) Talking with the baby, like you just have, you have a very good way with mamas and babies and other people, but. Okay, enough, enough sap. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's okay. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere, we obviously had no idea exactly how far along we were, but Robert was gone. He was gone away for like a month, and I was somewhere at like 16 weeks, we were guesstimating, and I started to... Um, have some contractions and I started bleeding. So I called Jamie and that exact day, Jamie was, you were transferring to the hospital with another mom. So you were not able to go and meet me somewhere because so with the army, if I was having a miscarriage To be able to get Robert to come home, I had to go to the hospital and I had to have, like, all of this information so that they could make a Red Cross call and get Robert sent home. Now, at this point, I've had four miscarriages and I've had two kids, like, most, all four of the miscarriages we dealt with at home we didn't we didn't like need to use any intervening we didn't I didn't have to deal with any doctors I didn't have to deal with any of the poking and the prodding so I was I was very much overwhelmed with that being the reality that I was going to have to deal with doctors if Robert was going to be able to come home so Jamie got off the phone with me and apparently put out this huge SOS to all of the doulas and midwives and people that she has in her pocket so that somebody could meet me at the hospital so that I had support. Well, lo and behold, it was Daniela that answered the call she wasn't going to, and then she was sitting across the street from the hospital about to turn to go somewhere else and was like, I need to go to the hospital. I need to go. I need to be there for her and with her. So I drove across the island and met Daniela at the hospital. She walked, she walked up to my car, and I automatically started crying. I was like, this is what I've dealt with. This is what I can't let happen when I walk in the door. They, they can't be poking and prodding me. They can't be belittling me. They can't, they can't not listen to what I have to say. So we, we established all of that, and then we decided to go 
inside and we we walk into triage and they take my weight and they, they're asking me questions and the, the nurse in triage automatically goes, okay, well, they'll probably just do a internal exam and an internal ultrasound. And I was like, well, I, we think I'm like, I'm like 16 weeks. Like, why do they need to do an exam? Like, I know that I'm bleeding, what good is it going to do to do an internal exam? And the guy was like, oh, well, oh, okay. <laughs> and Daniela like backed me up on that. And so they took us to the room and we explained to the doctor that came in the room the exact same thing. I was like, I literally was like, dude, I just need to know if there is a heartbeat for this baby or not can we can we just start there like I need to know if the Red Cross needs to be called for my husband to come home or not and I'm so grateful that Daniela was with me because between the two of us we like convinced him that that was the route that needed to happen so we went and did the ultrasound the external ultrasound as Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to point out. I remember the receiving nurse. He was the one that was a little, uh, you know, off put by the fact that, you know, he would say something and we would question it or say, actually, no, that's not what she wants to do. Right. Um, he was like, what do you mean you're going to tell us what to do? Or you're, what do you mean no? Like, he wasn't sure what to make of it. Like, he didn't right. someone question him. But then the doctor, ultimately, when that he finally came in, he was a lot more friendly, you know? Yes. Because um, yeah. I remember, you know, we've been about, like, they, he want, the nurse wanted you to, like, well, here's your gown. Just put it on. And we're like, oh, well, can she just stay in her reg regular clothes? And I remember he looked at me, and he's like, you're in the ER. Like, he didn't <laughs> understand, like, like if, almost as if to say that if you're in the ER, like, you just have to do as you're told and you have no rights. Like, I didn't understand. Right, was I, so, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, the, the gown does not improve the efficacy of any of their tests or ultrasounds, and it doesn't stand in the way of the ultrasound. So it was just, you know. Right, right. Or especially it. after we had decided that we were going to do the external ultrasound too. Like, there was, exactly. there was really no reason for me to put the gown on and just feel like I was was sitting in a hospital instead of just being a tiny bit more comfortable by getting to wear my own clothes and not having my butt sticking out and everything. So no, I I'm so grateful that you were that you were there with me, Daniela. But we did the ultrasound and Daniela gave me some lavender oil to I think she to just sit because she, she wasn't able with me it was just me um and we I had no idea what we were going to see at that point so I just laid there facing the wall smelling smelling my my lavender that Daniela had given me given me so baby ended up having a heartbeat and there ended up being like a second pocket by my cervix that was causing the blood, but 
baby was intact, placenta was intact, sac was intact, everything, everything was, was good. Um, but like Daniela had mentioned, um, with the breastfeeding, um, I mean, it definitely crossed my mind, like, how, how would it not, like, did, did him nursing 50 times a day, like, cause this, did it bring it on, and it totally, it totally could have had I maybe not had enough to drink that day, or maybe I wasn't eating enough food, or resting enough, but once we found out what it was, and that the baby was okay, we really, I really just felt comfortable to continue doing what we had been doing and just listening listening to my body with him nursing so did you have any more questions about that Daniela that was it that was exactly (laughs) what I was wondering about for you to share thank you yeah so um the rest of Peter's pregnancy was pretty low-key and everything was quote-unquote normal and proceeded as it should be um now and you did such a good job taking (laughs) care of yourself you didn't probably get enough sleep but sleep you know you are a woman of the forest you love to run (laughs) around outside and so do your little ones and you really were mindful of how you ate and that you had enough and water you really did a really good job you know Mm -hmm. you took really good care of yourself (laughs) <laughs> Again, without a lot of help, you know, because your husband was there and sometimes he wasn't there. And so, and when he was there, he is so present. He's amazing, yeah. you know, and it really helps balance when he's not. But just the fact that like you and these two little ones and this one growing inside, you did a really <laughs> good job. Yeah. And well, we continued to just like go play in the forest or Noel got to ride in the carrier on my back until the very like, the day that Cedar was born, like my giant pregnant belly with a the one and some odd on my back, just playing in the forest. So it was it was amazing just getting to live that. And like it's it's cool when other people notice it, but just to even like notice it. Myself, like, yeah, no, I'm like 40,000 weeks pregnant and just out here playing in the forest, <laughs> just doing whatever we need to do to make sure that the kiddos are still getting what they need and I'm still getting what I need and everyone's just good to go. So, uh, yeah. I love the 40,000 weeks pregnant comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end, it does really feel like you're 40,000 weeks pregnant. So, it really does really just um so yeah we can talk about the end now about that one so oh gosh what did I call you maybe two or three times and I was like I think this might be it I'll just keep you updated we might be doing this and then a few hours later I'd be like just kidding we're not doing this (laughs) I'm gonna go sleep (laughs) this isn't it So, um, what it, it finally was, it, uh, it was t- at like two o'clock in the afternoon. One day I just, 
I was like, I really need to pee. So I got up out of bed. I was, I was supposed to be taking a nap. I got up out of bed and I went into the bathroom. And as I sat down, my water broke everywhere in the toilet, thankfully. But I, I was like, hallelujah, it is time. It is finally time. So it is happening. <laughs> <laughs> this baby is going to come out of me. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to call everyone and be like, my water broke. So Jamie gave me the normal spiel, like, just make sure you're drinking enough water. Nothing goes inside of you now. Like, just be mindful. Like, there's an open pathway between the baby and the outside world now. So I was. I, 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 I was drinking so much water. And <laughs> it's so cool because, like, your water's just replenished. The baby always has enough. So my friend went and got me diapers because I was drinking so much water. There was still a ton coming out at any given time. So I'm walking around in, in a diaper, which is great. Just the best yeah. thing ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I get to call, I get to call everybody. My friends, I'm like, it's finally happening. You don't have to send me any more texts. Like it's finally happening. Oh, and Jamie goes, just wait for contractions to come. Just like, you don't really have to do anything. Just rest if you want to rest. Just walk if you want to walk. Like, just exist. So, the contractions didn't come <laughs> that first night <laughs> or through the night. <laughs> so, the next morning, they, Jamie and Daniela were like, okay, maybe just go like, take a walk and maybe do the stairs a few times, like see, see what, if anything even brings anything on. So at that point I wasn't even having like Braxton Hicks or like anything, anything, which I'd been having, I'd been having like pretty much constant daily clamping down for quite a while. So for it to not even be happening, like when my water was broken was pretty like, okay. Yeah, what, like crickets. What, 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 <laughs> what are we doing? So, um, yeah, I just, we did that. And then we decided that Daniela would come over and she would uh, help me do some exercises and then some relaxing to see if that would bring on contractions. So, gosh, Daniela, what was it, like 20 minutes that I did? on the stairs at least 20 minutes that's the key (laughs) (laughs) something like that we turned we turned on loud music and I had water sitting right there and they would go up with me or I would do it by myself but I did I just up the stairs up the stairs up the stairs and then it was like okay every two stairs every two stairs every two stairs (laughs) just just trying to bring something on but all it really brought on was just a ton of like giant pregnant lady windedness at that point which is so, the idea too I know I know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that is the idea bring it on build your endorphins get something to to come up to come of it so we did that and then we checked my vitals and then Daniela set up the esteem for me and we did my first ever vaginal steam and it was totally relaxing 
And then after we did the steam, she put me on the massage table and she gave me a, a massage and hit all of the pressure points to help with maybe convincing my body to decide to have a baby. And then I got to lay on the table and rest and they decided that somebody would come back and see me that night to check in on me if it wasn't baby time yet. So I spent most of the, the rest of that day just like relaxing and taking little walks to see if we could get anything going. And then Jamie came back and checked my checked on baby and I that night and everything was still looking beautifully. My waters were still clear. Everything was great. So we went to sleep and every, every time she would come in and check, we would be like, okay, well, I'll see you. Hopefully I'll see you tonight, like in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that, that didn't happen either. <laughs> didn't happen All night, either. I check my phone. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so the next day, so since my water had broken, I had like, I had kind of like hold my, hold myself up in in the bedroom, like mostly just my bedroom, but a lot of it, just the house. Like I would go out and walk a couple blocks and then like head back towards home. Something just said like, just be at home so that nothing happens, not at home. Um, so that next day, Jamie was like, okay, so maybe the next step that you decide to take is like going to get acupuncture done. So she gave me a couple of people that she loves and we decided to drive across the island to go see this lady. And then I'm laying She's there. The on, uh, <laughs> I'm laying there on the table and the little machine that like moves the needles microscopically is going and contractions started like on, on the table. I just, I knew, Yay. I knew. Yay. Yes. So we wrapped it up and I'm having contractions and they're, 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 they're like obviously going a little bit, like getting us somewhere. Okay. So we're in you Kailua. Gotta tell them, you gotta tell the whole food story. <laughs> I, we're in Kailua and I'm like, okay, well we can't be in Kailua next to Whole Foods and not go to Whole Foods. We have to go to Whole Foods. I need 50 watermelons and strawberries and all of this good food. So we did. We went and shopped. And my, I mean, at this point, I had people asking everywhere we went, like for several weeks, like, oh my gosh, is it twins? Like, holy crap, you look like you're about to have the baby today. <laughs> all of these people everywhere I went. So Yes, you carry your baby very <laughs> out front. Yes. You carry <laughs> I mean, I had people asking me that at like 20 weeks. Like, I carry baby, like, baby, I am obviously pregnant when I'm pregnant. So, okay, we get everything and we go to check out Whole Foods. And this, the cashier lady goes, Oh my goodness, like, when are you due? When is that baby gonna come? And I look at her and I go, I'm having contractions right now. I'm going to go home and have this baby right now. And the look of like pure like gasp on this lady's face was just the best. It was just the best. I was like, thank you for letting me shock you. I'm going to go home and have a baby now. 
Yeah. It was the best. My favorite. So great. So great. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. We got back in the car and we we drove the 40 minutes back home. And I will tell you what, I do not, I do not know how people in labor just choose to like get in the car and drive to the hospital. I have no idea how people do it. I know that they, I know that's just what they have to do, but the entire 40 minute drive, I'm having contractions every like three or four minutes apart. And I'm like lifting my entire self off of the seat because it's not comfortable. Like, so we got across the island and we went to go pick Maya and Noel up to take them home. And we got them home. And I was like, um, no, this is like seriously intense. So I went and got in the shower. And I was in the shower, like going through surges. Like, they felt so so much more than when I was in the car. Like I, my body obviously got home and was resting and like, Oh my goodness, just relax. Like everything's okay. Baby can come now. So they were really picking up and I, I went through like three or four in the shower and I called Robert upstairs and I was like, you have to get rid of the kids. Like you have to get rid of them. Go (laughs) send them back to our friends, send them back. I, I need you to be able to focus on me and call Daniela and Jamie and tell them what is happening. So I have no idea how much time passes. I'm just going through surges every like two or three minutes in the shower. And then Daniela comes and she's talking to me in the shower. She's maybe rubbing my back or just helping me any way that she feels she can in the shower. And all of a sudden I had felt like, my like my knees were really weak like I'd been squatting and swaying and I I was tired so she helped me out of the shower and down the hallway and into the bedroom oh and And, I just want to point out that you know when I got there you were in the shower and I was (laughs) you know witnessing you going through those contractions and what that was like and it was clear within like the first contraction. I was like, oh, she is deep in this. Like, yeah, yes. Jamie, come now. Like, it's definitely, she's in it. Like, we're not like early. It's not like maybe it's not like they're happening. They're strong. They're good. Like back to back, great rhythm. And like, she's working hard. Like, I'm like, he's deep in labor land. Jamie, come. Okay. Okay. But yes, yes. it was like so, in that moment. The shower was yeah. intense. Mm-hmm. The shower was very intense. And like getting into the bed bedroom was very intense so I laid down on the bed and the contractions like were still coming but they were nothing they were they were literally like a dust in the wind compared to what the shower had been and then I fell asleep and when I woke up Daniela and Robert are right there and they're like Caitlin I really think it's time to like get off of the bed everything seems to have stalled out and Caitlin lost it. She started crying. She's like, I can't do that again. I don't know. I would have never laid down had I known that that was going to happen. Like, I was like, what if I like have to, I have to build, I have to, I have to do all of that again. Like I have to redo all of that. I messed up. I shouldn't have laid down. I, I'm like beating myself up in my head and crying and like just just getting it all out. And finally I was like, they were both like supporting me. And I was like, okay, it is time to get up. 
you like the baby just can't stay inside of you forever. Like just, just get up and we're going to just do it. So we, they set me up next to the bed on the ball and the whole, I get to lean forward and rest on the dresser or stand or sway or do whatever I wanted. But then when the contraction ended, I got to sit down and just like relax into Daniela's lap or relax into Robert's lap, like whoever was sitting there. And then as soon as another one would come, I would get to just do whatever I felt like doing in the middle of it. And they really, they really picked back up, but I, I don't even know that I ever got back to the point where they were, were like they were when I was in the shower. So all of a sudden they started lengthening back out and I've now like sent Robert on a mission. Your goal in life is to fill up the pool. We don't have a hose, but you have to fill up the pool. So this man is like bringing buckets of water and kettles of water and he's filling the pool. He's doing great. And he has a job and I know that he's doing the job. So once everything started to like lengthen back out, everyone decided to give me some space and they they went downstairs and I'm standing at the dresser and I'm eating a snack and I'm like, okay, I just have to like every contraction. I have to like, just like totally give in, just let my body do whatever it needs to do. Like we've got to get things going again. And as I'm going through a contraction, I'm like swaying and doing my thing. And as soon as the contraction is done, I was like, I need to see I just need to see where baby is, what, what I'm doing. So I reach down and I put my hands inside and I'm like, I'm like feeling around and I have zero idea of what on earth I'm feeling, zero idea of anything. So I just, I went through a couple more contractions and then I could feel, I could feel shifting coming down. And I was like, okay, baby's at least doing what it needs to be doing. Like, even though these contractions are not very strong, they're, they're still helping baby. So I just like sat there and ate my snack and let the contractions do what they were doing. And then I, I did another check and I was like, I really feel like, like something is telling me that like, it's time. And I was like, this makes no sense. So I walked down the hallway and then I walked downstairs and then everybody's like, oh, you just, you decided to come downstairs. And I was like, it's time to have the baby. I'm getting in the pool. And they were like, what? What? You're doing what? So they followed me back up here. And Daniela is like calling Jamie. She's like, she, she says it's like, she thinks it might be time. We're just gonna like do this. So I get I'm standing next to the pool and Daniela's asking me questions. I don't remember what she was saying, but I'm like, I, it's like baby is coming. And they're like, I don't like, I have no idea what. So I get in the pool and I'm like, baby is coming. I'm going to push baby out now. And they're like, what? And I did. I just, I just this is pushed yeah. the baby out. Yeah, it was all that fast. Yeah, you're like, something told me I need to push. And you did. And, and luckily, your yeah. birth photographer only lived like 10 minutes away. She yeah. made it. Yeah, she was there. She was good. So, yeah, uh, I just, 
push the baby out. So I remember somebody being, I think Danielle was like, Robert, do you want to like get in the pool with her? And I was like, no, you don't understand. The baby is coming. Like it, it's now. Like mm-hmm. I'm pushing this baby out now. I think Danielle, Danielle had just enough time to like get behind me. I was on all fours. And she had just enough time to get behind me and help me guide baby like up and between and through my arms. But that was literally it. Like mm-hmm. Jamie, Jamie wasn't even there. She was on the phone. Jamie, you had yeah, an inkling. I was listening. You had an inkling. Yes, you were listening. <laughs> and you had an inkling. You got into the car on your own. <laughs> on your own. Well, there was so, a lot of back and forth of like, come, I, don't come, come, don't come. And so then I was like, I'm just going to go because I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> Right. right I'm just like, gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Kayla's like something <laughs> told me to push. So I called Jamie. I'm like, hey, she just said she that you know, she feels like it's time to push. But and because, I was like, I'm already in the car. <laughs> yeah, right. But since you know things had been spaced out, I totally thought there'd be time. So she's right. like, okay, great. Just let me know if I need to like start speeding. I was like, sure, I'll let you know. I think I called you back like a minute later, like she's coming. <laughs> I was like, just leave me on speakerphone. Yeah. I'll listen in. You guys yeah. got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah you we did. got it. Was, it was great. So Cedar, Cedar was your first baby, Daniela, right? Like your yeah. first delivery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> really sweet to think so about the fact great. Like, yeah, it feels like, you know, she called us in together, called me into your guys' story and adventure. Yeah. You know, from that moment, she's like, you know, you thought, wait, are we going to, you know, are we going to lose this baby? And then it's like, now I'm yeah. sticking around. I just wanted to call you in real quick. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, then, we yeah. need Daniela. We need uh-huh. Daniela. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Leave me so- in. Mm-hmm. So I had Cedar and I put her, we put her, I, I, mm-hmm. I put her up on my chest. Yes, you I do. have the power in this one. I have the power. And, um, girl, I'm you s- earned it. I know. I know. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there and, um, everybody's like, okay, like, do you want to like come out of the tub so that we can deliver, you can deliver the placenta whenever it's time, like on the bed. And all of a sudden I was like, nope, the placenta is coming right now. And there it was. And I picked it up and I held it up into the sky and I was, the baby's, baby's on my chest. And I was like, this, I did this. This is mm, That's one of the greatest <laughs> photos too. It's so it's, great. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. So well, it's yours. You manifested all of that. All of it. All of that. <laughs> totally. So beautiful. Uh-huh. Well, and yeah, I mean, it's yours, and you you took it. You took it. Yeah. Did. Yes. I held all that power. And it's so beautiful. Was it after the placenta was born that you showed up? Yeah, I didn't get there because okay. that was pretty okay. quick. You delivered the placenta within probably Th- 10 minutes, I would imagine. It was three yeah. minutes. Yeah. It was three yeah. minutes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was three minutes yeah. and it was the biggest placenta on the planet. Like, Yeah, it was probably still 20 minutes out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we just like we moved to the bed. I had the placenta and the baby and was just like just chilling. Just chilling. So great. 
Okay, so you have given birth to Cedar and your epic placenta, and now you are <laughs> in the coziness <laughs> of your bed in all your glory and triumph. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just like like where where I stayed for. I think I followed Jamie's rules for yes. like five five days. Five days, I think. Yeah, of, up like, in your I bed. Ju- I didn't even go downstairs for five days. I just stayed in the bed, in the bed. Right. And which is, which is really the move. That's the move. And especially when you have little children who don't get it. Right. right. <laughs> that, that, that you need to rest. You set the example, right? Right. Set and, the example. And so we had a couple friends come over and take Maya and Noel out to play so that Robert could be with us. And Robert just mostly like focused on like feeding everyone. I, he kind of got to the point where I was having like fresh, fresh juice twice a day and five or six meals. And I was like, dude, I have no idea how you're doing this. Have, are you giving the kids any attention at all? I was like, you really like, I will be okay not to have fresh, fresh juice. Like you can, you can step out of the kitchen if you need to. And he was like, are you sure? Like, I'm just, I'm just giving you everything. And I'm like, no, I, I really am okay. Like uh, I'll get it in smoothies. I, I've got my uh, placenta encapsulation that Jamie did for me. Like I'm, I'm okay. Please like step out of the kitchen for a few minutes. Okay, I love that so much. That's not usually the story. Usually it's not having assets to take it down a notch because they're overdoing. Right. That's not usually. I know. You guys are such a good team and he loves you so much. Totally. Can you send him over, please? I need juice. (laughs) I think too, like him him being able to witness this very different birth experience too, you know? Very different. I mean, he's literally watched three three steps of the spectrum he literally thought that we might die and then he slept on a couch for eight days and then he like watched me watched me deal with all of this stuff and then like it was obviously a lot of power in Noel's birth and it was a great like stepping stone oh heck yeah in, into everything like everything was just amazing but he's watched this whole spectrum of me and he literally that that night after everyone had left he was literally like you are the most powerful woman on the planet and I was like ow, you ow, know ow. you know <laughs> so it's just I I feel so grateful to like I obviously know my own power and get to feel my own power in things like this but for your life partner to like see it witness it and speak it also is pretty pretty cool pretty cool and re- so, yeah recognize it yeah, yeah yeah and share in that glory and be so stoked for you yes yes he may as well have been standing there like clapping after after that's it all right. happened. so that's right <laughs> Yeah, we just, we, I knew that I needed to go so much slower after she was born than I did with Noel, because I'm telling you, having mastitis four times in six weeks is just way too much, way too much. So 
when Jamie said, like, you need to not even go downstairs, like disconnect from that world. I didn't put clothes on for five days. Baby didn't put clothes on for five days. Yeah. Topless I in bed even, with your baby. Yes. And mm-hmm. I didn't even wear like a diaper or anything those five days. I just used the pads or a towel underneath me. So I just had just just so much mm-hmm. freedom and breathing and moving and just doing what it needed to do during that time. And there was so much rest, more rest after that five days, but like not even putting on clothes. So good. That's yeah, the power and, move. Yes. Everyone was like, how did you even do that? And I was like, we didn't have to put on clothes. We didn't have to get in the car. Nothing ended it. It was all in my hands. It was all in my hands. If I wanted it to end, then I would have ended it. But like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want it to end. So we just. And did you feel like it paid off? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There was so much more awareness after we did decide to, like, get up and move around or, like, be like, okay, we could just sit on the couch while everyone else does whatever they need to do downstairs. But even then, I would be like, maybe after an hour or two, I would be like, oh, no, we need to just go back upstairs. (laughs) So there was. And then um, when Cedar was 10 days old, we decided that I felt good enough to just get in the car for the first time and walk around Costco. Like I literally just, she was in the carrier and I walked. Robert pushed the cart, Robert grabbed everything Robert dealt with, Maya and Noel. Um, So I felt okay. We got home and I was tired. But that night we realized that it was too much for Cedar. Cedar ended up with mastitis. Like, Cedar herself had mastitis and I remember calling Jamie and Daniela and I was like Cedar has mastitis and they were like you really like you really think so and I was like we've never seen that before right yeah so she did her poor little breast bud was like super red red and super swollen she had a fever like we had to like make decisions like are we going to take her somewhere to be seen do we want to give her antibiotics if she's seen like what are we what do we do with all this so we did like castor oil packs to help it and skin to skin and I tried to take her into the doctor um but the army with their TRICARE stuff and when you don't have a baby at a military hospital it's all just a cluster with all of the paperwork and they couldn't see us because technically she wasn't in the computers like they wanted her to be. So they like told us I couldn't be seen. And I was like, well, this is just a sign that we just need to go home. And we just need to assess her every little bit and that everything will just work out. And it did. We, all of the things that we were doing worked out. I think it yeah, was you guys days. did homeopathic yeah. and lots the, of fluid, castor oil packs, hot cold and therapies, the, and the colloidal silver. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, now, two days later, that side was okay, but the other side wasn't okay. So we had to relive the whole thing, but we had the power then because we knew what was working. And like I said, we—it's not like we just like 
we're just going to keep her home. She's just going to be fine. And we just reassessed every little bit and just made decisions as we went and everything, everything was fine. And had everything not been fine, she would have been taken to the hospital, but like everything was fine and we, we handled it. And she just got to continue to live just up next to mom and not being poked and prodded. So I'm so, so grateful that I, I had the confidence in all of that before that happened to even be able to like trust that situation. She ended yeah, up and do you, do you think that that came from, you know, being able to make decisions sort of along the way through your different pregnancy stories and birth stories and your nursing? Like, do you feel like you kind of gathered that confidence over over time of just being able to be a present parent and make informed choices? Do you think? Oh, yes. Yes. Like the informed choices, definitely. Because I mean, we've been placed with so many different things. Like um, when I was pregnant with Cedar, I fell on a hike with Noel on my back and he broke, I, I broke his leg by falling on him. So like, we had to assess the situation and see if we could handle it at home. And then we realized that something actually wasn't okay and that there was, it was time to go in and have that, have that handed over to someone else. And we figured out what was wrong. And then we just like, we used homeopathics to help him along. We used chiropractic care to help him heal. We used all of these tools. Like, there had been so many situations like this that had happened This in that, what, like, four-year period that I'd been a parent at this time. Like, so many of these little things had happened. I, I totally knew my power and my ability to assess every little bit of time on what actually needed to happen. Yeah, that perfectly exemplifies something that Jamie and I were talking about in the prior episode, which is kind of like thinking beyond prenatal testing to really assess your health in pregnancy. Um, and just, you know, all these seemingly little choices along the way are choices that invite you to either like claim your own power or hand it over to somebody else, but they all build up and they, you know, like you say, they come around to after you give birth and it's motherhood it's parenthood you know where that confidence comes in with all these various life circumstances that are going to come up in situations where you have decisions to make and have to make assessments and various perspectives to take in and you know it's like that confidence build up is crucial and you mm -hmm. just stepping into it so yeah yes epic story thank you you're welcome now uh, I do have some really good news. Cedar has been 100% exclusively breastfed from me. No donor milk this whole time. And like I said earlier, she's about to be 15 months. So it's just like... So exciting. Yes, yes. And you were able yes. to continue to nurse Noel. You tandem nursed. Yeah. Yes, I tandem nursed for the first like six or seven months. We started like lengthening out and a few months ago he goes can I have milk too and I was uh -huh. like you can have it I'm just not sure you're gonna know what to do and he really didn't know what to do anymore and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> that's cute 
did, Aww. but we, we did. We nursed that whole time. Like if you would have asked me when Maya was like six months old, if I ever thought that that was a possibility for myself, I would have, I would have never like ever thought that that was possible for me. So yeah. And you know what, at the same time, I want to, you know, like give you kudos, Caitlin, because even though you say that, like, you would have never thought at the same time, you didn't pigeonhole yourself. Like someone told you, oh, yeah, you have, you know, IGT, so you probably won't make enough. And you did have an experience where you had to, like, reach out for others' resources to feed baby. Um, but you didn't confine yourself to that story with your second pregnancy of like, oh, well, no, I have this, so I can't do that. And that's it. End of story. Like, you didn't just... Right solidify that story as the reality forever you very much mm-hmm. so tried and like you've been repeating throughout your story while you just kept checking in and reassessing circumstance moment by moment and readapting um, as needed but you you still didn't just confine yourself to that story and make that your story forever as if it had no possibility of ever changing because look at this it, wow completely right the textbook did not apply to you in this case yeah (laughs) right Right. no you're very right like there is like this textbook that like that's not the norm I'm so grateful it wasn't the norm for me but there is like this just this playbook of like this is what it is this is how it's gonna go I'm so grateful I was able to like keep past it or just like like I said like I had accepted that if that was what was gonna happen I was at least going to try to do it anyways I had that power yeah well and to be able to write your own story as opposed to have somebody write it for you you know um that is and and when you when you open yourself up to the possibility of miracles then miracles are are able to show themselves but if you have already decided that things are impossible then it's then it's difficult to look for miracles right because you're just not letting that be a possibility right yeah it's not so amazing (laughs) and she is such a bright little curious amazing you know bringing up the tale of these three little adventurous humans and you guys (laughs) still in the woods and enjoying life and allowing them to really be three children and it's a yes. it's a really beautiful thing. You guys show a very good example for them and your connection with your husband and the love you guys share. It's really very, very beautiful. It's going to make me cry, ma'am. going to make me Aww. cry. <laughs> well, that's, it's all right. We're allowed to have those feelings. Yes. And, you know, I, it's, I think that when we can show this to the next step, this is how we're healing our planet, right? Is yes. to 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 show love and to show the possibility of miracles and um and be that example and be present for your kids and um not be victimized make informed choices and feel comfortable with the decisions you've made and um learn from them and grow for that from them so yeah it's a wonderful thing we always say you know peace on earth begins with birth and we're doing it one baby at a time sometimes two 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why I wanted to invite you, Caitlin. Thank you for sharing your story because it's, you know, so you've had these three epic babies that you've brought into the, the world and you've experienced various models of care along the way. And I know each experience has invited you deeper into um, you know, well, a deeper knowing about your autonomy, your health, birth, and just the many options that are available to you. And you've learned so much along the way. And, you know, your story was also like, there's so many different elements here that, you know, the, the, the VBAC, there's donor milk, there's supplementation, there's inductions, there's mystery. Wow, but, you know, it's the, the realities, but, um, yeah, you've navigated so many different aspects and so many different perspectives that you've grown through. And it's such a rich story for people to hear. Um, so I um, am curious, can you share maybe a little bit about reflecting like how you would describe yourself, you know, Caitlin going into her first birth and maybe Caitlin going into her second and third birth and just like little a condensed version of the tidbits of shift perhaps in in perspectives and knowing that you had along the way yeah so um when when we had Maya I was 21 years old like we Robert and I had only been like gone from home and doing the army thing for less than a year and I just like I don't know I just felt like okay well this is just what you have to do to just get the baby into the world I would have I would have liked to call myself at that point like really well informed I knew exactly what was going to happen at every appointment I knew exactly what tests and what vaccines she would get after she was born and like just everything. I, I knew, I knew everything that I thought I need, needed to know. So I thought that I had the power back then, but like looking back now, I'm like, no, it was just the beginning and it was all things that needed to happen so that I knew where my own informed decisions and actual power came from. Because then when Noel was born, I really did feel like I held all of it in my hands. It was all, it was all up to me. I got to make all the decisions for me. I got to make all the decisions for the baby. And I, I really did feel completely, completely in control of all of that in my circumstances. And then with Cedar's birth, I was even more just, I knew myself better. I knew my kids and my body and I just knew everything so much better. And with Jamie and Daniela and Piper having like come and been doing my prenatal care, like seeing them in their power and how they wanted me how they wanted to help me be even more like knowing baby, like spending time with baby, talking to baby, instead of just like having it be this just extension. Like, yes, obviously you're growing a human and you want to connect, but like 
that it's even physically possible to be that knowing of your own self and your own baby just was huge. And it made even more of a bigger impact before I went into labor. And then when I had her, like we, she came out and we didn't know whether we were having a boy or a girl. And I, I, I can't even like lie to you and be like, oh, we knew we were having a girl, even though we didn't. But I knew, I knew that baby that came that is huge. I I've I love Maya and Nolan. I have a great great connection now with them, but it's nothing like the connection right when Cedar came out. Like there was a knowing then that I'd never gotten to experience before. So that was that was huge. And it's continued even more after she's continued to grow. Like I've been able to do so much more self stuff after she was born because every time I do a little bit more, I just, I can step into my power more. And then it feels like I know my kids even better than it's been. It's just been huge. That's so great. That's so great. And it's such too, you know, I feel like it speaks to sort of the edge that, I think we try when we're doing our visits with with moms to to let let them know that you know like sure you need us there because it's nice to have women holding space for you but like but you got this <laughs> like mm -hmm. so you know like when you know it's it's and the babies choose who's supposed to be there as well and so like you feeling completely comfortable and confident and trusting to catch your own baby and deliver your own placenta and you know like that that's that that is yours that's this is yours and we bear witness to it and and how humbling that is right that role reversal of like we have information and we have knowledge to share and we have stories to tell and we have community to build but at the end of the day what's yours is still always yours mm -hmm. and and so you know to instill that in into to, to birthing people that that's um you know, I feel that that's sort of the hallmark uh, that, that you got this and, and we are, we're fortunate to bear witness. Yes. <laughs> so fortunate. Absolutely. And like you said, Jamie, you know, if we don't make room for the magic or those miracles to come in and happen, you know, we're, and we're just kind of confined and, you know, rigid with certain um, barriers or just, you know, just make it rigid then yeah it makes it way harder for those miracles to come in and so thank you caitlin for that reflection of what you've experienced and how it's been helpful for you to have others make room for you to step into your power instead of just being like well this is what you're going to do and this is what you have to do and this is what's good for you and your baby and telling you what's up and how you got to do it um instead of well, just that you're honored and respected in your choices too instead of adverse or coercion into somebody else's comfort corner right exactly exactly right right yeah you totally are highlighting 
for everyone here, hopefully, how <laughs> pivotal it is to have someone just, you know, make room and, and allowing yourself to find your voice and stepping into it. Like, it's definitely a will that you got to have to want to step into that for sure. And you did and you have. And thank you for sharing all the details that went into that process <laughs> for you. You know, the process. <laughs> yes. Thank you for allowing me to talk about it. Like, it's, it's one of my favorite subjects. Oh, yay. <laughs> yes. Well, we are so grateful to Cedar, who has really orchestrated this dance and this connection and, um, and created the possibility for you to share your stories to help build up others and um and let them feel okay with where they're at you know um and so we're very grateful for you to to bring her into this world to to make this ripple effect um be shared mm -hmm. yeah thank you baby cedar and <laughs> thank you mama and papa we love you guys Aww, <laughs> we love you guys too totally beautiful yeah. family so honored to sh have been folded into this adventure with you guys and for our listeners actually the photo that is um that I, we've used in our like episodes to advertise it it's actually a photo of Jamie and I weighing baby cedar. That's no, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. That wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't cedar. That was my placenta. No way. <laughs> I was weighing the placenta. Oh. Whoa. Okay. That well, was a massive placenta. <laughs> that's right. That's why I'm holding it up with one arm. Yes. <laughs> uh -huh. And why we're looking so puzzled. Yes. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. yeah. Hold yeah. on. Somebody remember how much it weighed? Oh, no. It was no like two idea. pounds or something. It was big. It was a big plus. It's, it's probably in your chart, I'm sure. I wrote oh, it okay. down because I think we were all fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be, to be that big when Cedar had like gotten all of her blood back from it too, like can you even imagine that thing with all mm -hmm. of that still in it? So like amazing. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Totally. Right. <laughs> so that's epic. So, and also, actually, I have gratitude that I really want to put out to that one doctor or that one hospital visit you had with midwives when you were looking for someone to support your VBAC. And yes. you had some kind of an unpleasant experience. <laughs> you said it yourself. You heard her say something that fired you up. You know, yes. you were, your buttons, your pants were almost <laughs> off. You're like, you're like still gonna kind yes. of go with Women it. Women on fire. Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a second, hold on. No way. We're done. I'm not taking my <laughs> pants off for this. <laughs> what like, oh, total moment right there. Yes. So thank you yes. to that person. <laughs> well, that is, that is a big you know? shift, right? That was mm -hmm. you saying, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah, you don't have the I've, power. I've yes, got it. It's I've, mine. <laughs> it's my choice. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yes, mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is epic. Yep. This is going to be an epic, like, three-part podcast episode and it's gonna be so worth it so. uh <laughs> yeah. well, your story me. is so unique yeah it's so great so uh -huh. thank you yes thank you guys yeah 
Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. And if folks want to reach out, we have a web or not a website. We have an email address. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Woman on fire podcast at gmail.com. If you have questions for us or Caitlin, we would be so thrilled. If you want to share your story or if you are inspired or curious, you know, we invite folks to come along and share with us all. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around with us for this long adventure and listening to it all. We love you all. Thankful to be here and looking forward to sharing more adventures with you guys. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Aloha. Aloha.